So when I was doing my PhD at Bournemouth University, I had a colleague, um, Dr. Sibylle Yishiolo, who is the co-author of the paper, and she's doing her, well, she was doing her PhD in um, social media marketing, like looking at why people post on social media. Um, and we were having a coffee one day, and I was like, there is so much crossover with what I do and what you do, let's do a paper together. because. What's good about the paper is that it's multidisciplinary, so she brings all the expertise from the marketing side, talking about how Instagram is functioning and the user kind of data, things like that. And then I bring kind of like the legal copyright angle. Um, and it kind of, to be honest, we wrote the paper a couple of years ago now, and it was something that was more of a, an emerging topic. Um, but now it's quite a hot topic, lots more people are talking about it. Um, I think partly because there's a couple more cases that have come out um, and people are becoming a bit more aware of like the terms and conditions and what they really mean for the ownership of their content and things like that. So copyright is just a type of intellectual property right that protects things like books, film, music. So all the content online could in theory be protected by copyright like a website or an image or a video, especially on social media. Um, uh, but copyright is always something that develops with the new technology. So when we had like the first ever photocopier, they had to adjust the law to kind of balance the rights of all the different stakeholders when that happened. So copyright is about remunerating the creators so that, for example, if you're a photographer, you get paid for your work and that can like help you to continue that as a career. Um, but it also has to be balanced with all the other stakeholder rights like the user's ability to access certain materials um, and libraries to be able to lend the books, things like that. So it's a balancing act. Um, and when we had the development of the internet and sharing technologies, that presented just the next challenge. Lots of people say like, oh, it's the new challenge, but it's just the next one because copyright is always adapting to new technologies. Um, for copyright, it's the next challenge for copyright, and um, it's been exciting because lots of things happen. Like we're copyright still like regulation still trying to kind of adapt. We've had lots of case law um, and like developments in the law to try and, as I mentioned, about the balancing. So to allow creators to still get remunerated for their work, which is difficult because online everything is easily shared, and then. Um, it's not easy to get the money to trace back to the creator or the copyright holder. Um, and another thing you could just maybe share and access for free easily. So um, yeah, it's it's difficult. But for social media in particular, the clash is that the whole incentive of a social media platform is that you share your content, right? So you have. Facebook, you have Instagram, all of that, and they want you to share your content, but you don't only share your content, you also share other people's, you retweet, you repost, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's really conflicting with the traditional view of what we think of what copyright does, because copyright enables the copyright holder to restrict other people's use of that work. So it's actually what's called a negative legal right, because it doesn't give you the right to do something, it gives you the right to stop other people from doing it, yeah? But it's very difficult on social media to stop other people from sharing when really you're encouraged to share on social media. The first thing is that people aren't really aware of what copyright is and how it operates. 
and I think there's a, so a huge lack of education for the general public who are using and reposting and posting their own content, which is maybe their copyright protected work as well, um, on social media. So I think people can be better educated about what copyright is, how it works, and how it works online. Um, for example, YouTube. If you infringe copyright on YouTube at the moment, um, a couple of times they send you to copyright school, so you watch a couple of videos where they explain it, and I think that's really good, and we should see more of that on the other channels as well, to help people understand, instead of just getting you know, a letter in the post saying, you've infringed my copyright, you have to pay me this much money, etc. So I think education is a key thing. Um, another key thing, which is what we highlight in the article, is about the terms and conditions. Since we wrote that article, the terms and conditions have changed a little bit, but I've been keeping up today, like keeping an eye on them. Um, and they are very, we used Instagram as kind of like a case study, but it also does apply to the other social networking sites as well. Um, people don't understand what it means when they put their content onto their social media platform in terms of the who, who owns it, who can use it, that kind of thing. Um, and also that the strength of the license that they grant to the platform. So for instance, with Instagram, you give them a perpetual license and even if you delete your account, they still have ownership of the photos that you already posted there. So there's kind of no backtracking. Um, and this has become even more important recently with sort of like the natural progression of people getting older in relation to um, social media and parents, the millennials, kind of like having children and putting lots and lots of pictures of their children on their social media. Um, and then the children coming of an age where they can see it and then they're like, I don't want my picture on it, mum take it down, dad take it down. But it's, there's, you can take it down off their side, but it, you know, it's limited like how much control you can have over that picture. So then there's like major privacy issues as well. Um, from a copyright, specifically copyright perspective, I think it's more, just more about having an awareness of what you do when you upload your content and also the threat of infringement, knowing when you infringe and, and, and knowing that you're taking that risk because previously there weren't that many cases, people weren't really being sued for it because it was like such an emerging thing. Um, but actually I have seen a number of cases where people have been sued for posting a picture on Twitter or posting a picture on Instagram. There's different levels, so there's like the the Khloe Kardashian case and um, Gigi Hadid, like the famous people who are in the spotlight. So for them to be sued for something like putting a picture of themselves on their own Instagram account, because they're high profile and they obviously have money to be sued for. Um, that's kind of like not that shocking. Also, if you think about the Kardashians in particular, they make a lot of money out of copyright and intellectual property, so they definitely understand. For them, it's not a question of, I don't believe, it's a question of um, lack of education there. And also with the Gigi Hadid case, she'd already been sued before. This, this is now her second time being sued for this very same thing. So again, it's not that she doesn't know that it's illegal, it's that she's a bit actually defiant because she thinks that it's morally wrong that she should be sued for putting a picture of herself on her Instagram. But technically, the picture belongs to the photographer, not to her. He owns the copyright in the picture and he had licensed it to a newspaper. 
when she puts it onto Instagram, the, the value of the photo is lost, right? Because then it's like freely available. Um, but her argument in particular, in the most recent case, was that she'd actually found the image on another social media channel and just reposted it. Um, and the owners of that channel, like the fan pages, they're not the ones being sued, but it's also because when you're deciding who and when you're going to pursue your copyright, uh, you're going to take into account whether the person, you can even find that person and whether there's going to be any like available damages, like if the person is not someone who is, you know, like big famous loads of money, to be frank. Um, but I have seen cases more recently where it was just like a small or medium sized company or an individual. Um, sometimes if it's an individual, the case, they would just come to a mutual agreement, which I think is much kind of more appropriate at time in that circumstance. But again, it comes down to education because they would be like, oh my gosh, I just didn't know. Everybody does it. I didn't know it was illegal or it was copyright infringement. So. Yeah, I'm sort of gone round back to the first point, which is it all kind of links to the lack of education, lack of understanding of what copyright is and how it works, um, and then linked in with the terms and conditions and the fact that um, they're very strong and there's not any kind of weight behind the consumer's rights because, it, I mean, it says on the Instagram terms and conditions, if you don't like our terms and conditions, you are free to delete your account, which is fair enough in a sense that like they're providing a service, but at the same time, it's a billion pound company, they're making lots of money, it's, they're doing really, really well, and maybe they should kind of consider in a bit more of a balanced way the rights of the users and um, even to kind of let them know as well, because they've been, they gave a press release that said, we don't own your content, which is technically true, they don't own it, but the license that you grant them when you upload their content is so close to ownership. The only thing that's different is that it's non-exclusive, right? Um, so yeah, I think they should maybe take like, a bit more responsibility. So copyright protects, say, a photograph, and the photograph is actually owned by the person who took the photograph, not by the person who's in it. So if you have an image on, on Instagram, it will be owned by the copyright holder. And technically, if you share that without their permission, you are copying it and you're communicating it to the public without their permission, and that's technically a copyright infringement. So you could, in theory, be sued by them, or they might contact you and ask you to, to just take the photo down. Or, um, if it's a, or if it's a company, sometimes it's also about, we didn't endorse this, like you're using my image. I've seen plenty of cases where you know, if you mix this in with the whole discussion about influencers, um, sometimes organisations and companies have been using images of other people on Instagram as if they were an influencer, but actually they hadn't agreed to it. Um, but yeah, technically that would be a copyright infringement to use that image without that person's permission. So I think, um, yeah, the main thing is this clash between Social media, we understand it as a platform where we share as a user, right? Share my own content, share other people's content, I see a funny meme, I repost it, all that stuff. Um, and that is opposite to the way that copyright works in that it's supposed to enable the copyright holder to restrict other people's sharing of your content. Um, so that these two polar opposites have kind of come to a head in the in social media, 
um, and that's why really the law needs to update but also it, it can't you can't just solve the problem by updating the law because it's mixed in with things like user behavior consumer rights privacy influences advertising it's like a global kind of issue it has to be like more of a holistic kind of um, approach to how you're going to move forward and progress with this because the problem with saying it's illegal it is technically illegal but given that we all do it every day multiple times a day you know people are on social media for hours every day sharing reposting whatever um, it's just to say oh we're gonna we're just gonna see you it's not really gonna solve the problem do you know what I mean so I think it's kind of like more of a, um, a as I mentioned maybe a responsibility a little bit of the platforms as well because at the minute they're protected so they if I infringe your photograph or my social media channel, you would sue me, not the platform. The new um, EU directive is potentially going to change that, where the um, platform would become liable. So that would change it, but the platforms argue that that stops them being able to even be a platform because the risk is so high and the ability to get license and permission for every shared piece of content on their platform is impossible. There's no kind of infrastructure for that. So that'd be interesting to see how that develops. <laughs> so the main conclusions from this particular article was about kind of encouraging social media platforms to take more of a responsible action towards protecting their users. And that was through things like the education that I mentioned. So. On YouTube there's Copyright School and I think that's a really good tool and maybe should be utilised also on places like Instagram and uh, Facebook because for the time being the users are vulnerable to being sued for copyright infringement when they don't understand and it's actually the opposite of the kind of ethos and purpose of the social media channel, right? They want you to share content, yours and other people's. So in that case, maybe they should be more proactive in um, educating the users about what copyright is and what the risks are. Um, could be something like a copyright school, could be a notice. They could even, um, like in a dream world, they could create some kind of um, way to add a Creative Commons license to your work, something like, like the little symbol to say you can share this or you can't share this, that kind of thing, like more of a management, like copyright management level stuff, especially for maybe people who you see on Instagram, once you get a certain amount of followers, you get more kind of options with what you can do with your account. Um, so even if they just did it at that level, like allowing the people to say this is shareable, this is not shareable, I mean the technology could also um, support copyright holders in protecting their work rather than just going for the legal angle.